Hey guys. Hey. hey. What uh? What are you guys doing February twenty seventh? Matt, what do you got going on? Vegan chili cook-off. Vegan chili cook-off sounds awesome. Evan, what you got going on February twenty seventh? Uh, braiding my hair. Not a bad plan for a Saturday. Dean, what about you? Hunting megalodons. Wrong. You will be in the Bronx, New York, 3 p.m. Chikara Pro Wrestling is coming to town. Chikara presents Dead Man's Chest. We've talked about Chikara before. They are an indie wrestling promotion filled with all types of superhero stuff, nerd stuff, geek stuff. It is perfect for people who might listen to this podcast. You can head over to ChikaraPro.com events season 16 to check out the Dead Man's Chest video. You could also head over to ChikaraTix.com and pick up some tickets. What do you think? I will absolutely do that. Sounds good. You can also check out their YouTube page for some uh, some more information on Dead Man's Chest. Seriously, Chikara is an amazing promotion. They deserve your support. They deserve your love. Check them out February 27th at 3 p.m. in the Bronx. It's going to be a blast. What am I going to do with all this tofu? You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts Podcast, Issue 72. I'm your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me this week is Mr. Matthew Much. Thanks, announcer guy. Mr. Evan Goldstein. I ain't got time for that fiddle-faddle. <laughs> Fabulous. I was hoping somebody would. And Mr. Dean DeFalco. Explosive masturbation. There we go. Why? Perfect time to throw that in there. If you couldn't tell from Dean's explosive <coughs> masturbation comment, this podcast works a little blue. So we're going to say fuck and we're going to spoil your books for you. Hope you like that shit. Anyway, gentlemen, <laughs> fabulous week of books this week, right? Absolutely phenomenal. I'm really excited about it. Let's get talking. We're going to start with. I don't know, probably like they're going to promote it as the biggest book of the uh, February. Uh, Avengers Standoff number one, Welcome to Pleasant Hill, written by Nick Spencer, art by one of my very favorites, Mark Bagley. I love every time I see him drawing shit. It just makes me really happy. This is, uh, this is the book that sets off what is coming in the Marvel Universe because we didn't just finish an event. We need to get to a new one. There's been like three weeks. Absolutely. I mean, I where I actually caught my breath. It's time to ramp it up again. I mean, come the fuck on. What are you doing, Marvel? Well, Three weeks? I, I thought this was going to be was it was going to explain maybe what happened. Nope. Like, nah, it sounded like Bucky was no. like, there's some weird shit going on back on Earth. And I thought he was going to come back and everything was going to be weird. Not even close. That actually would have been good. Literally, <laughs> someone literally read the Wayward Pines book and was like, hey, <laughs> Why I'm going to take doing that this. Shit? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, back in the day, Nick Fury, white Nick Fury, and we have to specify, so old white Nick Fury, was uh, like the guardian on the wall, as it were, of the Marvel Universe. He had like a space station and he kept an eye out for cosmic level threats, and he would go murder, death, kill them. He's kind of an agent wow. of the cosmos. <laughs> he was sort of an agent of the cosmos, as it were. And uh, he doesn't do that anymore. Bucky, the Winter Soldier, uh, now has that job. So wait, and this- he? 
hold on. Before we move past that, <laughs> Bucky knows <laughs> White Nick Fury. Enough? Yeah. Yes. I I didn't realize that there was a White Nick Fury in this in the 616. Wait. There was, yeah. Like, For most no, of the is, 616. I, I thought Black Nick Fury was... <laughs> No, no, the, no, the I, Ultimate I, Universe. He was, and then he okay. moved he over to the six one six, and I thought it was one of no, those no, 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 events. No. He did, oh, God. He didn't no, move they, over to the six one six. The the African American. Let's be politically correct. Samuel here, Jackson. The African American Nick Fury in the six one six universe is old white Nick Fury's son. What? That's that's right. His name yeah. used to be Marcus, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was like a whole mini series that was super telegraphed because it was like, who's gonna be the new Nick Fury? Oh look, the movies are popular. I wonder what they're gonna do. Okay. So yeah, that's it's his son. Interesting. He literally just said, Now you call me Nick Fury. Yep. <laughs> and that was how they handled it. Okay. No legal name change, no nope, nothing. nothing. It was just like that's But he's who Nick I am Fury. He so it's have like to do who's that. Dan Ryan except Marvel. Pretty much, yes. yeah. Okay. Except there's only one Yahoo saying it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Bucky took over the job for Nick Fury, and this book starts off with Bucky coming back down to uh, back down to Earth and uh, saying, "Welcome." That <laughs> there's some shit going on, and he needs to check it out. And as we're going through, he uses uh, Captain America's password to get into a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, and we find out S.H.I.E.L.D. is up to some really super nefarious, fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. They have basically, like, this book is this book is all set up for what's coming, so we're not going to spend too much time, like, I know we sometimes discuss, like, panel-by-panel panel shit. There's too much. Yeah. Basically what happens is that this dude... And they do, they try and give you a little bit of misdirection to make you think it's Bucky. Wakes up in this town uh, it, called Pleasant. A little. No, a no, lot. they totally make you think it's fucking Bucky. I didn't think it was Bucky. You didn't have a metal arm. Well, I, I didn't, it didn't look like Bucky. And I was like, something's weird here, but all right, I'll keep reading. And it's not well, Bucky. Go on, Dan. No, no, it's not Bucky. It's not Bucky. So, uh, blonde haired, blue eyed American guy uh, wakes up in this town called Pleasant Hill. Has no memory of who he is, uh, what his name is, doesn't fucking remember a thing. And the sheriff takes him over to a doctor's office. Dr. Eric Selvig, made famous by uh, <laughs> made famous by a guy whose name I can't fucking remember right now. <laughs> made famous <laughs> the, uh, by Eric Selvig. Obviously not that famous. <laughs> in the Thor movie. He was also in that Nymphomaniac movie. It was really weird. Oh, okay. Um, Good anyway, to know, I guess. Fucked up movie, by the way. Nymphomaniac, you should watch it, but... Fucked up. Anyway, Dr. Eric Selvig from the uh, Thor movies. Stellan uh, Sarsgaard. Thank you, Stellan Sarsgaard. Uh, related to, I think, Peter Sarsgaard. And the other Sarsgaard. And Steven and Sarsgaard Scar and Mary Scar Sarsgaard. And Chris Sarsgaard. Anyway, so Dr. Eric Selvig is there, and uh, he looks shady as fuck in this uh, story. He's talking to the nurse. They go into like a closet, uh, not to play Seven Minutes in Heaven, but to just uh, discuss some things. Uh, <laughs> to give a full page of exposition. Yeah, exposition out the fucking wazoo in this book. And uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy hears them, uh, panics. The nurse 
he starts running. The nurse freaks out, says, uh, I'm sounding the alarm. And some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents show up and, like, are pointing guns at this guy as he passes out. A couple days later, wakes up in this really nice lady's, like, bed and breakfast, kind of. And she says, you know, get out there. You're going to love our little town. There's nothing a little, uh, a little clean air won't fix. And uh, there's a radio DJ who's all very uh, uh, Truman Show like in his explanation of, you know, sit back and relax, because after all, you could end up happy too. Like, just this kind of like, I read it in the, the cheesiest radio voice that you could possibly have. This guy almost gets hit by a car, and dude gets out of the car. He's like, oh, geez, mister, you okay? I almost got you there. It seems <laughs> like this you? place would, seems like this place would be in Minnesota. Okay. Like, the townspeople had Minnesota accents to me. And no offense to any of our listeners in Minnesota, but. You fuckers talk funny. So, Minnesota, big fan of the show. Big fan, fan of, of the, the show. Tent. Entire state. Yeah, it does. Well, I almost said y'all talk funny, but I'm not from Texas anymore, so I don't fucking say y'all anymore. Uh, dude tries to uh, tries to run out. The cops chase him again, and we pretty much get this scene ad nauseum over and over again of dude trying to escape and the town kicking his ass and pulling him back in. There's a force field around the town. Eventually. This dude, who we still don't know who he is, meets up with a mustachioed man that we are led to believe is Tony Stark. Right? Or at least that's what I saw. Right? No, that's that's exactly. Okay. What wait, I saw. no, can, you're wait. skipping a part. He yeah, meets can the we girl. Rewind a little bit. Well, the, okay. The, okay. There's the girl, and then a little before that, Banner's there. Is that Banner? Mm-hmm. The the, the psychiatrist? Come on, he said anger issues and stuff. It's it's gotta be. Yeah, who, but he called. He names him something. Hold on. Da, da, da. He said Bruce. Doctor no? Bruce. Yeah, it could be. And oh, again, yeah. he alluded to anger issues and stuff. Yeah. If it's not, I'll give it a pass. But if it is, that kind of explains why we got douchebag McGee out there, totally yeah. awesome fuckface being Hulk. Uh, <laughs> not for nothing. I skipped right over that because I just read four books in fifteen minutes. Nice. So. No, I, I mean, congrats. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So apparently, Bruce Banner is his fucking psychiatrist, and. Uh, they're talking about uh, th- he met this girl in the park and she tells him about everything's purpose in life. Uh, really, this just kind of deep philosophical shit. And there's what appears to be a dead bird until she touches the bird and the bird flies away. And then there's a whole shit ton of birds in the sky. It's really kind of a weird scene. Um, there's nothing normal about this book. Have, no, it, no. I mean, no, it's a weird book. It, it was a very weird book. Uh, but is that the same this, girl from the explosion at the beginning of the book? That's that's what I got from it. But okay, yeah, pretty so, sure it is. All right. Okay, so we cut to our our mystery man uh, is living in the town. He's adjusting to life, and there's a fire in this house. And there's a woman named Patricia. She's outside. She says, "My baby is still in there." He runs inside to get the baby. Gets the baby out. Um, I see now as I'm looking through the book again. Um, that I didn't pick up on this the first time. There is no baby in the crib when he goes in there. There is noise coming out of the crib, but there is no baby. Oh, in there. there is no baby. But he runs out holding a blanket. Um, there's a little arm holding his arm, so I guess we're seeing what he thinks he's seen. And uh, he runs back in because he hears another person's voice in there. And that guy is totally supposed to be Tony Stark mm-hmm. and says, I set the fire. Um, you know, you don't have your memories. This town's fucked up. It's doing shit to you. Uh, they, they're going to keep you prisoner. There's a tunnel underneath the bed and breakfast. If you want to know the truth, uh, come meet me. The truth is out couple, there. Cup, cut to a couple days later. 
Uh, day 39, to be exact. Day 39. He's getting a medal for saving a baby. Uh, he meets Mayor Hill, which is Maria Hill, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. She says, who the fuck was talking to you in there? And this guy kind of tries to play it off of like, nobody was talking to me. I was mistaken from smoke inhalation. And uh, she gives him this whole long diatribe, again, indicating that it's Bucky. Uh, a guy who left a lot of bodies and she had trouble trusting him, but she tried to trust him, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're going to have another chat in a couple days later. Uh, hopefully your memory has jogged. Mystery Man goes through the tunnel, finds who is supposed to be Tony Stark, and he is sitting there tinkering with some things, and he has made a device that shows you who you were. Mm -hmm. Because he is in this town too, and he realized that he didn't belong there either. Mm -hmm. So our mystery man named Jim, uh, well, he shows him the training video first uh, of what Pleasant Hill is. And this is where the book gets really fucked up because Pleasant Hill is a prison where they mind wipe all of the villains, like the biggest, baddest villains that they have with a device called the Kobic technology. Mm -hmm. They mind wipe the villains make them think they're regular boring people from Minnesota and put them in this town to live just regular, nice Truman Show lives. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and probably the Cosmos are all throughout the town. They are the psychiatrists. They are the doctors. They're security personnel. Like, this town is one big, massive fucking government mind wipe, which is super fucked up. Yes. Like, that is an insane level of big brother shit that, I mean, holy shit. Like, I, I got to that part, and I, I thought that's where this was going, but I was still fucking taken aback. Yeah. I, it, it, it's, they blatantly state that, you know, we've tried the raft, we tried vault, we tried negative zones. Fuck it, we're just scrambling their brains and throwing them in the woods. That's really what they're doing. Pretty much. And the fucked up part about it is that it's On working? some level, it makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I oh mean, well, up until what's his name uh, makes something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but um, what was I going to say? Uh, I I mean, th this whole like plot is is good, except I I couldn't help but think it's been done before. Just call call me crazy. Just it has, but all right. So a couple pages left. We get to the big reveal. Uh, Mystery Man Jim says, turn the fucking thing off. Show me who I am. The the machine turns on, and he remembers. And the last panel of the book is fucking Fixer, who was the guy who was supposed to look like Tony Stark, <coughs> goddamn Baron Zemo. Plot twist. And I was so what a twist. fucking excited. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I saw that panel, and I was like, fuck yes. Oh, uh, so... All right. Oh, so I'm not only does it stoked. unlock their brains, it unlocks their wardrobe as, as well. Yeah, yes. apparently. Just they're, they're wearing their shit all of a sudden. I'm like, where did 1,500 pounds of machinery come from? And on guns. It? Who and cares? <laughs> it's fucking Baron Zemo. Uh, the, okay, so this almost sounds like it could lead up, it, which would be cool, which it's not going to, but it would be cool if it led into, like, what happened in Old Man Logan, which it won't because then there wouldn't be uh, a Civil War 3. There would just be a Civil Annihilation 1. Absolutely. But, I, I mean, it would be cool if that's what happened. Uh, nope. Not going to happen. No, I know. Oh, I know. Okay. But <laughs> Gentlemen, crafting. I've got to be honest. 
I really enjoyed the shit out of this book. I like it's, the book. You're right. It's been done before. It's it is the most X Files that Marvel comics have been ever. I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, fuck, man, I really liked it. It really made me happy to see the Thunderbolts, uh, like classic Baron Zemo, Thunderbolts and Fixer and shit. Like, I'm into this. I'm really into this. Mark Bagley's art was uh, like does the Pope shit in the woods. Mark Bagley's art was fucking great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nick Spencer's writing is awesome. He does really good spy shit. You know, I'm I'm into this book. I'm excited. Do you know the Matt, only thing? What about you? Does the Pope shit in the woods? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. He has an no, I thought it, out there. It's I thought private. it was good. I was a little thrown because none of the solicitation gave you any idea of what this would be about or like, which I guess is that's good. a good solicitation for yeah. like the first issue though. Yeah. Because the only the only thing they've shown us is the current Avengers lineup, like guarding uh, a fenced-in town, and like I I don't know what that's about. I figure <laughs> it was another thing with kids and just like the beginning of Civil War or something like that. But it's totally different, and that's good. And this seems like a much more logical, and I use that term loosely. <laughs> but a much more logical lead-in to Civil War Two. There's a lot of ethics here that could be argued. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I I'm on board with this book. Uh, I I mean, I I did harp on it a little bit, saying you know I I watched Wayward Pines recently on TV, and then I read the book, and I'm like, okay, they're they're just taking this, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still a good plot line, and it still makes for a good lead-in to what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm um, I'm in, Evan. The only problem I have with this book, I really enjoyed it. Captain Naysayer, no, shit. It's going to be 15 issues crossing over every fucking oh, sure. title in the Marvel yep. universe. That bothers oh. me. Four bucks a pop on the average. Yep. Yep. Second thing is the fact that they're throwing Bucky at the beginning of this to be the catalyst for it really force feeds Civil War movie to me. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I, that yeah. Other than those, <laughs> there's there's no argument against that. Other than there. that, I thought like they didn't need Bucky at the beginning of this book. No, they really no, didn't. they could have dropped straight into the main storyline and it would have been fine. So I mean, but other I mean, the book was well done and it's gonna open a lot of doors, if you will. A lot of no, it's interesting. Doors are locked. I think. Yeah. No, I, I think like I enjoyed the first Civil War miniseries. Um, for what it was, this one I think is actually much more interesting. There's a lot more ethical dilemma here because, you know, like we said, is this fucked up? Unquestionably. Like, if you could have the power to mind wipe people and make them forget that they were fucking scumbags, should you do it? That's an interesting question. Yes. You know, so yes, presented it is an interesting that way. Question? <laughs> yes. Well, or, I, I, or yes, you should do it. No, yes, it's an interesting question. And no, you should not do it. Well, <laughs> I think. Well, well, you're in my breaking opinion, people's but... civil rights at that point. So let's just leave it at that and not get into a whole another discussion. That would be for Bernie another Sanders. podcast. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right. It's another podcast for another podcast. Yes, it is. It certainly is. So um, That's some Inception shit right there. <laughs> four out of four. Uh, pick this book up. Really fucking good. Let's jump over to uh, to an Image Comics book. Uh, one that is one of my favorite books. Uh, Bitch Planet. Now, you guys were unfamiliar with this series beforehand, correct? Correct. I okay. was vaguely familiar with it. 
I think okay. I read like an issue or two. All right, then I I, li- I knew that you liked it. We yeah. <laughs> well, it's an image book, um, which isn't saying much. But anyway, whatever. Uh, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick and art by Valentine Delandro. Um, Bitch Planet number seven kicks off the new storyline, and Bitch Planet as a book has has shipped relatively sporadically since the first issue came out. But there is basically the story. They give you, um, they just give you the backstory right on the the recap page in the beginning. In the future, not too far away, there is a planet that female prisoners are sent to. It is referred to unofficially because that wouldn't be nice as bitch planet. Because women are there. I understand (laughs) it now. Get it? Do you see what they're going with now? Yeah. I don't uh, approve so, of that at all. So, th- <laughs> I can't imagine you would. <laughs> uh, so there, uh, a group of uh, women get together, uh, led by uh, Miss Kogo. They she <coughs> t- assembles a team of female prisoners to play a, an all male sport known as Megaton, and they are going to build a stadium. And the prison wardens are seeing that they can make a whole shit ton of money off of this uh, sport. And while they're practicing, one of the inmates there, a, a girl named Mako, uh, was killed. So her How? father is uh, during a scrimmage. She was murdered by one of the guards. Okay, so, in, so it in wasn't like sport. she got hit really hard in the sport? Because I, I, I don't I, even I, know what the sport is. I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, it's been a while since I read the last one and read a lot of things in between. So... Uh, anyway, so this book starts off with uh, a group of kids. They are <laughs> crossing a field. They're taking a shortcut, and there's a cop there. And uh, this is a very, very strict uh, society that people live in now. These kids are crossing, uh, cutting across a field, and uh, they're all murdered yeah. um, by the self-defense uh, robot. And the guard that's there doesn't seem to be phased even the slightest. So that that page, that first page, really kind of introduces you to the world if you hadn't been reading, reading the book previously because this new, uh, this issue, number seven, opens up a new story. And we jump over to two guys talking about how they're going to construct the stadium out on the, uh, out on the planet. The, the, the guy who is uh, in charge of things has this really amazing coffee mug. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. But I was says, literally uh, just looking at that right now. <laughs> some mornings I wake up grumpy, and some mornings I just let her sleep, which is, that's funny. Oh, coffee mug. <laughs> I, I read that to my wife, and she looked over at me. And she's like, well, fuck you. Uh-oh. See, Uh-oh. sometimes I'll let you sleep. Anyway. Uh, so they're they're talking about how they're going to make money. It's basically a lot of shady dealings and, and back channel kind of shit of how they're going to make money. All these architects and uh, builders and construction guys, they all showed up, led by uh, the father of the murdered inmate. He took this job as lead designer on this project because he wanted to see his daughter. And the two shady guys in the beginning are debating whether or not they're going to tell him that his daughter is dead already. They say, nah, fuck it. He doesn't need to know. Nope. He's got a job to do. Let him do that. We'll worry about that yeah. later. Let him do his job. We go through the book. We see uh, Miss Kogo d- talking to one of her, uh, one of the guards at the prison who is kind of on the girl's side. Uh, she calls him a uh, shithead. 
uh, because he doesn't like to be called partner, so <laughs> she just calls him shithead the rest of the issue. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what else are you gonna? Well, yeah, no, that, that's fair. I don't. I you say that he's like on her her their side, but mm-hmm. it's like he's her bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. She's that in, doesn't make him not on their side. He's does just she kind have like, of a some side. sort of blackmail thing on him or whatever? Oh, fuck, man. I, All right, bad it, hosting, but I don't remember. Dan, you're killing I, I'm me. Just, I'm going to be quite honest it with hurts. you. It hurts. I know. I'm sorry. The book ships really sporadically, so it's hard to... like. I have to go back and reread it. But they're talking, and uh, he eventually... She's getting a little too friendly or a little too... Uh, making it a little too obvious that they're talking, and there, there maybe is a friendship there or some sort of relationship, so he beats her in the face with a stick to show that he's still in charge. They then cut over to um, one of the girls who used to be in charge. Uh, her name was Whitney. She was running uh, part of the planet. She is now in jail because she did her job too well, but people have to take a fall for it anyway. Like the okay, here, is it wrong that every time I read her name after seeing her image, it was Whitey? <laughs> a little wow, bit. Wow, okay. Bit. I really... This, uh, uh, you Sorry. need to lay off the cough medicine, bro. Yeah. A little bit. Up until you just said Whitney, I didn't realize that that was her real name. That it was not Whitey? <laughs> that it was not Whitey. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, it's called Bitch Planet. It could be <laughs> anything. It seriously could be. Uh, anyway, Whitney's in there. There's some more exposition. Uh, we cut over to Penny and uh, Kogo in the shower. Is they are uh, just... Penny's what? the big woman? Penny's the big one, yeah. Okay. Uh, she's, Penny is very large. Very large woman. Robust, and if you will. she is very, very Ruben-esque. upset. <laughs> Ruben-esque is a good Bro, descriptor. Bro, you say she's fucking fat. <laughs> well, she's big-boned. Oh, no, That's she's a fat. huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. That, that, is, that is accurate. <coughs> I mean, she's also Samoan, true to the title. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, so she's super upset that Mako's dead. Uh, she blames herself for it. Kogo is their... Cam Kogo, whatever you want to call her, Cam is uh, talking to her and saying, "You know, don't don't forget, it's not your fault. The person who murdered her is still walking around on two legs, while your friend is fucking dead. Don't forget. So there's going to be some shit that's coming. Uh, the the shithead security guard goes. Uh, she knocks on the shower, and in a a sort of Porky's esque scene. Yes, very very Porky's esque. <laughs> Revenge of the nerds. Uh, pops open a shower tile and kind of gives her some information. This book, again, like uh, like Avengers Standoff, was just all setup, all exposition. Yeah. Mister uh, Mister uh, or Mako's dad, uh, Mister Makoto, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Mister Makoto, the guy who's the lead on the uh, on the field is talking to his computer AI aide, wants to find out some information about his daughter. That's the last we see of him. And we get a couple more uh, panels just of Shithead delivering some more information to uh, Miss Kogo, and we find out that Whitney is going to be Kogo's new cellmate. A.K.A. That's where Whitey. the issue stops. A.K.A. Yes. Whitey. Now, for me, who was into this book previously, and again, like like I said, my memory is foggy. I really liked this book. However, I could see reading this book cold how people might not have been into it because I don't know that it did enough 
to set up what was coming. Uh, I'm going to say it wasn't terrible to jump on at this point. Uh, just you had to read the, the, the first part, the, the little catch up thing at the beginning. Right. And I kind of got it. Like, I, I get what's going on now. I don't. I feel like I should go back and read the rest of them because I don't know what the fuck Megaton is. <laughs> it's so, a sport. It's a violent male sport. Well, but it's being played by women now. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to sell the public on women now doing this in a correctional facility setting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, that was not at all clear in the book. <laughs> nope. At I thought all. it was. I thought it was. Because well, you read it, so that well, made yeah. sense. But if I was reading the words on the page, it didn't make it sound like that at all. That was the only point I was like unclear about. Okay. Uh, Evan, what did you think? I think they should have spent the last 15 pages with more comic book. A mm. little bit more story. Maybe have something happen. Because yeah, nothing that's, happened that's in this book. That's kind of what I was saying. Nothing. Yeah, like nothing... It was all set up for something that didn't actually happen yet. Listen, no, we needed more fat naked chicks in the shower. Just 15 more pages of that. Go read the first six issues. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) You will will satisfy. Spoilers! Ask and thou shalt receive. Uh, Uh, What about about you, man? I felt about uh, the same with the sentiment that, you know, it was just a book that was leading up to something. I don't usually enjoy those because it just feels like oh do we got you oh now you have to wait mm-hmm. oh we don't got you that uh, well whatever and the it's fact one that, of those two things the fact that you're telling me that it doesn't come out regularly that's upsetting they need to take some trivia man then they'll be re- uh, regular well i think wow oh, Jesus. you're welcome <laughs> Wow. Welcome. Jimmy Lee Curtis, get in here. Big fan of the trivia? show. Activia? Activia. Trivia. Whatever, man. It's I know what he shit. meant. What's trivia? Um, Did I make that up? Is that it's a thing? artificial sweetener. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's like a uh, sugar I'm substitute. sure that'll give you the runs, too. <laughs> of course it will. Most likely. I think, um, I think it's worth it. Honestly, I do. Based on the strength of the previous issues, I think it's worth it to pick up the next issue. But I can only recommend that based on having read the previous issues. Same same writer artist team? Same writer artist team. Okay. And I think there was such a long gap because they were getting ahead. I think I remember reading some sort of interview of Kelly Sue DeConnick like wanting to be ahead on her books because there was this book and then the Western book she was doing for Image called Pretty Deadly. Mm-hmm. That was also really great, but also really sporadic. Okay. So can't have it I, that way, man. You really no can't. Good. So, uh, this book is is definitely a pick it up from me, but with the caveat that you should also pick up the first six issues first and definitely read those. Uh, Dean, what about you? No, I, I think you should pick it up. Uh, okay. I, I would agree that you probably need to pick up the other issues, but I think if you really, really wanted to, you could probably get away with just jumping on to this point. Yeah, like I would imagine the next issue is going to be a lot more action forward. And not action necessarily, but a lot more story forward. Evan? Uh, I would concur with that statement. The get more information before this. Okay. Matt. Uh. <laughs> Ed, what Matt. was the question? No. Yes or no? Buy oh, it. not not for me. Not Sorry. for you. Okay, so 
Three yeses, one no. All right, listen. Uh, one yes, two meh, and a no. <laughs> no, no. no. Right. I heard three yeses. All right. Let's go to the, I, I got to say what will be the all around no, which is the other image book. Oh, really? I agree. Yeah, I really, I, dude. Come on, the f- okay. Go, All right, well, go. okay. Let's. If I could just, it's an, just right off the bat. It's another one that's all build up, and then, kind. I don't know. Kind of nothing happened. I mean, something happened. But yes. All right. Well, things happened. Snowfall. Okay. Number one. Snowfall. Number one. Written by uh, Stephen King's son Joe Harris. I believe that's right. Joe and, Harris. And uh, art by Martin Morazzo. I thought Marazzo. Joe Hill was... Or Joe Hill, yeah, sorry, never mind. Not no, Stephen Joe, King's Joe son. Harris, you got it right. No, but Joe no, Hill the... is Stephen King's son. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you, what are you anyway. doing, bro? Come on. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm not. <laughs> I'm Daniel drunk, go home. <laughs> I am home. Anyway, uh, so Snowfall number one, written by Joe Harris, art by uh, Martin Marazzo, or Marazzo. Uh, so this book... Definitely seems like it was written by somebody who is a novel writer. It was very prose heavy. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, which I know is not everybody's favorite thing on here, but it is basically the story of a, a writer world. who wants to use a lot of big words. <laughs> like precipitate. And signature. And signature a few times. It is and basically the, the, the future... <laughs> The future of our society. We as humans are fucking up the planet big time. We are destroying the global climate uh, as all of us can attest to living here on the Northeast. This past weekend, we were down in the single digits. It snowed on Monday and on Tuesday it was 60. That shit ain't normal. Uh, It's plenty normal when the snow melts and I don't have to deal with it. It is not fucking normal to go from 13 to 60 Who's in 24 to say hours. What's Wait, normal? We we've been doing historical that. weather patterns are what is to say uh, what's uh, normal. Listen, I don't fiddle. know what you're talking about. You guys fiddle don't fiddle. annually purchase the farmer's almanac <laughs> and keep it right on your bedside table? Dan does apparently. <laughs> I fucking am subscribed to it. You didn't know you could subscribe to it. Actually, I'm not subscribed. They send me that shit for free as well. <laughs> Me All the I. perks of paper cuts. Wait, huh? so Image buys it for you and then sends it to you? So, no, yes. Dan's a farmer. No, <laughs> I am actually... God, I, that would be nice, I think, to wake up and till my soil. Anyway. <laughs> you don't till your soil every morning? tilling his soil in the intro. <laughs> Explosively. Masturbation joke, masturbation joke. Oh. All right, guys, quit jerking around. Oh, bazing. Choo-choo! That is how it's done, gentlemen. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't snow anymore. We fucked up the planet so bad that in this world, it doesn't snow. It's the year 2045, so 30-some-odd years, 30, 29 years in our future? Oh, I don't fucking know. In our future, relatively soon. And there is a group of college students, or what appears to be college-age students anyway, getting uh, basically indoctrinated by the corporation. The earth, the or the government of the United States has basically become a cooperative between politicians and uh, private sector business. So it's a commentary on society, right? I mean, pretty much this book reads like the biggest anti-Republican tirade I've ever read, um, outside of you know like the Daily Chaos and whatnot. So the chaos, 
basically everything that you hear from the right wing on Fox News and whatnot has happened. <laughs> Government, politics, and business, they are one and the same. They are thick as fucking thieves, and they have basically taken over everything. The planet's climate is all fucked up. That is what caused all the wars that enabled this thing to happen. And on the 10th anniversary of the last time the White Wizard made it snow, the White Gandalf? Wizard makes it yes. snow again. See, apparently not Gandalf, apparently just a scientist. That one of these college kids happens to run out of the uh, of his symposium, possibly. Possibly a symposium. Um, oh, a symposium. <laughs> happens to, uh, to run out of his college class. He drives off to, uh, to find this, uh, this scientist who is apparently the White Wizard. And, uh, and that's really all that happened in this book. And you guys all hated it? No, listen, I didn't hate the story. Okay. Didn't the fucking it. art. Art was horrible. God, it was like I was looking at a Beavis and Butthead cartoon. Yep. It was mm. fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, totally Proportions just... were horrible. There was absolutely horrific detail. And why did everyone have their teeth out? What the fuck? No, everybody is lips? smelling something bad. Yes, This guy that. likes to draw teeth. <laughs> um, And here's the thing. If you're trying to tell me about a society that doesn't have it snow, like it never snows, give me more than three, pa- hold on, two, three pages where there isn't snow on the on the on the yeah, page. there's a lot of snow in this book. Well, that's the Truly. point. <laughs> is that there is snow where there shouldn't have been? But it's confusing because they kept saying there's no snow, while there's a panel they're saying it on has snow in it. So you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck is going on? Like, is there snow? Is this company they're talking about making snow? Is everything okay now? Is it not okay? There's I don't only understand. two characters that have lips. <laughs> <laughs> also, where are the lips? It must be a result of the climate change. First, you get chapped lips, and then everybody's lips are so chapped, and there's not enough moisture to be making lip balm, and then you just lose your lips. Yeah. You know what's really funny is a guy with a mustache with no lips. That is Where does his mustache funny. stop? N- nowhere. It just keeps that going. That is where neck. his teeth begin. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can see in <laughs> Snowfall. <laughs> Yeah, listen, yeah, I'm sorry, so, Dan. Art totally took no, me no, out no. of this book. Don't apologize to me. I didn't fucking draw it. Um, I'm sorry, Martine. <laughs> it's, uh, the art wasn't great. I enjoyed the story, though, because I, you know. Are you one of those um, Fox Newsians? No, I fucking, oh. okay. that shit drives me bananas. He's the opposite. <laughs> I am as opposite of that as you could possibly be. Like Bernie Sanders, not liberal enough. But... <laughs> <laughs> really? But I, I, I dig this kind of story. I like the idea of uh, of what people would do in, um, you know, faced with this situation because it is some real world kind of shit. It is probably questions, probably not to this level, but things we're going to have to deal with eventually. If we are fucking destroying the planet, and I, these guys are are maybe putting out a book that maybe if one or two people read it and and they do something a little bit different, then... They'll feel better know, about man. themselves. Yeah, sure. I don't know that it'll make any difference. I think we <laughs> might be too far gone for that, which is kind of a 
uh, pessimistic way to look at things, and I'm usually Captain Optimist. But yeah. what I don't understand. From, oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. The only result from this book is a bunch of people are, are going to get really self-conscious and run out and get lip augmentation <laughs> surgery. True, true. Was the little girl alive at any point in this book? Uh, that I'm not sure of. Because I like, didn't think so. I mean, the way they... Okay, the art style aside, just the coloring. The way they color her every time, it it's completely different than the other people that are talking so it sort of looks like a weird flashback almost and then at the or, end she's dead oh and yeah, the first it was, it was weird the first three pages she's alive right uh, okay hold on click maybe click, click but then after that no she's only in flashback okay and flashbacks are uh spinach green like the original game boy okay in this mm-hmm. right, see, so the, the end of the book resolves at the fact that the Weather Wizard, what's his name? White, White Wizard. Wizard. That guy killed the girl, right? No, I, they're alluding to that it's a copycat, and this guy oh. didn't do that. Okay, it's not See, that- I, I took that as a propaganda film like being shown, and that's why he was so freaked out about it, is that they're trying to blame him as a terrorist and setting him up for it. And that big black lady with the blonde hair, she's the one who ripped yeah. off her arm? Because that's what I yeah, got as well. that's what I got out of it. Okay. Pretty sure. But we don't know. But right? we don't know. Okay. I am going to keep reading this book. I was into it. I could see definitely the art is not great. I've suffered through a lot worse looking at you, Badger. But <laughs> it's it's a buy it from me, Dean. Uh, oh, pass, man. I'm sorry. Pass. Evan. No, Pass. Pass, Matt. No, pass. All right, well, fuck it. I, the cheese stands alone, I suppose. <laughs> cheese is delicious. Mm, cheese. <laughs> Humboldt Fog, it's the greatest cheese you'll ever fucking have. Anyway, Cypress Grove Chev, big fans of the show. Please send me free cheese. You sent it to the beerists. And they curse a lot more than we do. Anyway, uh, final book of the week. My favorite book of the week. Uh, which... I mean, come on. How could it not be? I, look, it's unanimous. I love that fucking book. <laughs> Power Man and Iron Fist, number one, written by David Walker. Art, fucking amazing art by Sanford really? Green. Amazing art? Oh, I fucking loved it. It was so... They just totally interesting. fucked up on Luke Cage, though. He does look a little so. funny. Luke Cage is not Kingpin. So. He is now. Fuck yeah, it, look, do I with didn't it. have a problem with it. I thought he and he good. looks kind of doofy. <laughs> oh, I fucking loved it. I thought like the he should art be was saying amazing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, I okay. like the story. I <laughs> continue. Yeah, here's what you need to know about this book: Power Man and Iron Fist. Back in the day, used to be the heroes for hire because Marvel in the '70s was just like, "Hey, kung fu cinema. That shit's popular." exploitation cinema? That shit's popular. <laughs> Let's put these two together in a book. And it was average. Your exploitation go... got into I'm sorry. Continue. What? Your exploitation got into my kung fu. Your kung, <laughs> kung fu, fu got, got... got into my exploitation. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, was, I was trying to figure out where that was in a league of their own, but uh, I, I, couldn't, no. I couldn't place it. But there it is. <laughs> but there it is. <laughs> 
loved you in the Wizard of Oz. Um, so yeah, the the Power Man and Iron Fist book that Marvel was putting out in the seventies was, if you go back and read it, average at best. But the characters have stood the test of time, and talented writers over the last number of years have revived both Iron Fist and Luke Cage and done some really really great things with them. To the point where we are getting a Luke Cage uh, and an Iron Fist series on Netflix eventually, yep. which is would have been unthinkable five years ago even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's crazy how good these characters have been done uh, by guys like Brian Michael Bendis, by, uh, by uh, Matt Fraction, who's Matt Fraction's Iron Fist book. You have not read the Immortal Iron Fist. Oh my god! You have missed one of the greatest books that has ever been put out, and I fucking like it is top ten all time. I now, would argue. Now, is this Iron Fist supposed to be that Iron Fist? Uh, well, uh, see, here's the thing, isn't it? Secret War, ha- Secret Wars happened, and that's uh, true. Everything has been kind of rebooted, so I think it's it's sort of the same Iron Fist, but maybe a little cheekier. A little funnier, okay. Than that Iron Fist was. There was nothing funny about that other Iron Fist. <laughs> no, no. Th- this is Iron Fist in a much happier place. Okay. Than he uh, has been. Care Andrews Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even that. Before that. Before oh, that, okay. the the fraction like is not a happy Iron Fist. This one, uh, pretty much what we have here is the Heroes for Hire team getting back together to get their former. Um, I don't know that she was a secretary for them, uh, but she worked for them. Uh, Jeannie was mm-hmm. this girl who worked for them, and she's been in jail. She was convicted of uh, a manslaughter or murder. She murdered and her boyfriend. Whatever. Yeah, she killed her boyfriend, and she's been in jail for, I think, five years, they said. Mm-hmm. She was in jail, and you know, five years comic book time versus real time, whatever. They get together to go pick her up, and the Heroes for Hire have not been... Um, Heroes for Hire together in quite some time. They've been on various Avengers teams and whatever, but the 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 friendship, the bond between those two has been uh, strained over the last number of years. But here, they're together to do a good thing. And there's some nice little uh, scenes of Luke talking to Jessica Jones, to his wife, their baby daughter is in the background, and Danny's just being kind of a dick, like, tell her I said what's up. <laughs> tell her I said hey. Why didn't you tell her I said hey? What the fuck, man? She's like, and Luke responds with, "Look, we like you, but we like Silent You a little bit better." Like, oh man, fucked up. Oh man. So they pick up, they pick up Jenny. They go out to uh, the Excelsior Diner uh, because why wouldn't there be an Excelsior Diner in the fucking Marvel comics? They're they they're talking to her, and she turns on this whole sob story about you know they they found out who my ex boyfriend was, and I got my ass kicked in prison. And, you know, there's just, there was my grandmother's necklace, and this guy has it. We want you to go, you know, could you please go get it for me? And as they're walking down the street to to go to the guy's apartment or or office building, there's, like, some fuckers taking selfies. There's some asshole with a selfie stick, which, if you own a selfie stick, fucking... Take it, turn it sideways. Shove it up your ass. (laughs) Please stop with the fucking selfie stick shit. When I used to walk through Brooklyn, I'd see assholes with those. Really annoying. Anyway, uh, so there's there's dude there. They show up at this uh, show up at this house, and Luke Cage starts saying things like fiddle faddle and knick knack paddywhack because apparently at his home he was cursing too much, 
and Jessica told him that he has to stop it. So instead of cursing, he now says fiddle faddle and uh, knick knack paddywhack. And that's funny. <laughs> because if you're a parent, sometimes your kids real do thing. things where you want to be like, the fuck are you doing? But you can't say what the fuck to your kid because then your kid will go to school and say fuck. Good. I just like that home. little image there where she's just playfully sitting on the ground with whatever fucking toy she's got in her hand, and her bubble is all dollar just signs, ampersands, <laughs> expletives. <laughs> just a little Look, child I love you, sitting sweetie. there going, "Fucking cocksucking motherfucker, shit, dick, prick, <laughs> bastard, tits, balls." Just awesome. Tits, Good balls. Stuff. Tits, balls. <laughs> Big fan of the show. <laughs> so, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Luke Cage and Iron Fist, they go up to uh, to dude's office, and lo and behold, it's fucking Tombstone. Oh, we found all of the lips from the other book. They're, they're on all him. in this book. Oh, they're all I on him. I fucking love Tombstone. I don't know about you guys. I do. I, really I don't know who Tombstone. this dude is. <laughs> He's awesome. What are you talking about? This is totally fucking Tombstone. Oh, come on. This should be Troutface. Oh, whatever. He looks like a Dick Tracy character. <laughs> I know. That's why I liked it so much. <laughs> So, so Tombstone is the motherfucker's name is Tombstone. He's white as shit. That's what not, do you expect? Okay. Like, come on, Evan. <laughs> like that's your gripe? No. no okay. Fair enough. The first of many. <laughs> so, so they go to Tombstone. He's got this girl's necklace. A fight breaks out because, of course, a fight breaks out. It wouldn't be a Power Man and Iron Fist book if a fight didn't break out. Apparently. Uh, Tombstone got this necklace that is more than just a necklace from a, a bet or a game against the, the Hood, who was uh, this interesting Marvel character that I'm sure will be popping up again soon. Uh, fight happens. Kung Fu beating the shit out of people. Luke Cage says, oh, sweet Christmas, which makes me really happy. Mm -hmm. And they get the necklace back, give it back to Jenny. We get a scene here at the end of... You know, Jenny thanking them and sobbing, and Danny keeps saying, like, oh, we're family. This is awesome. We're hugging. Like, everybody's together. And Jessica's talking to Luke, says, you guys, so just to be clear, you're not getting back together and doing the Heroes for Hire thing. And then we cut over to Iron Fist saying, this is the best idea. How could we not get back together? And in his, uh, if you guys look at that panel, mm -hmm. there are uh, Shaw Brothers films in mm -hmm. a... In a box. In a in box. A uh, Master of Kung Fu comics, villain swag, <laughs> some jelly beans, and so, some old school hip hop records. Yep. <laughs> I did love notice this book. that. <laughs> An army of frogs, it looks like. Uh, him saying, like, I, this is going to be the best idea. We're getting the band back together. Here is for hire. And then we cut over to Jenny, and she hands her, her sister, or I don't think it's actually her sister. But uh, says, these motherfuckers let me rot in prison for five years. We, we're not family. I'm going to give you this necklace. And it's uh, Black Mariah. Mariah Dillard is taking over Tombstone's turf. And that's where the book ends. Dude, she's and a I bitch, man. That, that's fucked up. Fucking liked it. I know, it, she, was a good, it was a great book. I just, you know I, she's I baller like because her belt buckle says BM. Yeah, I... <laughs> Baller Pretty as much. fuck. <laughs> Baller as fuck. This book screamed hip hop to me. Like reading through this book, I want to read this again. Listening to like the first Wu Tang record. Did you see the the, uh, the the variant for this one? The hip hop variant. Yeah, yeah that was fucking that, awesome. Man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it like this book had. 
this book reminded me a lot of what mainstream Jim Mahfood might be like and Jim Mahfood being one of my favorite writer artists. I was just really, really happy reading this. It's, it's one of the things that I really love about Marvel as opposed to DC is that they'll do this sort of thing. There, is, there are very few books at DC. They've been better lately, but there's very few books that exist outside of the DC archetype right. of superheroes and spandex. Mm-hmm. And Marvel really does stray from that a lot more. And this book, I mean, fuck, man. This was great. Yeah, yeah, it really was. I mean, this was everything I wanted it to be. And I, I knew from the cover I was going to get a really, really fun book. So uh, I, I I, couldn't agree more, and I cannot wait to read another issue. Matt, what about you? Oh, I enjoyed it. I like these characters, and it's good to see them back together, even if they say they're not back together, even though they're back together. They're totally back together. They're totally <laughs> back together. Back together. <laughs> it's like an episode of Friends. Um, I, I, I can see what you're saying about the art, Evan. You know, not that the art was bad, but that there were some, some definite stylistic choices There's, that were made with the, it. The, the only problem that I really had with it was that it, the, the I, I don't even say stylistic because the style is fine. The scratchy style, that's fine. It's the choices that they made for only some of the characters in some of the panels. Specifically, Power Man. Half the time, he looks fine. And then the other half, he looks like uh, like a massive duh. <laughs> uh, and like that, that final page that, do you want to know what happens next? That's phenomenal. I'd have that right. as a poster. Right. But it, it, it's... The, the art is fine. The, the story was good. I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I like my Iron Fist a little more serious. Okay, but, but we'll see. I'll see where this goes. Yeah, there. I think this book was a lot more fun than um, than I expected it to be. I yeah, that, I was. I agree with that. Like, I did not expect this to be a, like a good time. Like, I expected yeah. it to be what I Iron Fist and. Power yeah. Man have been the last couple of years, which has been dour motherfuckers. Yep. And I, yeah, I, I think maybe I'm just more <coughs> pleasantly surprised than anything. But I, I really did enjoy the shit out of this book, and and yeah, I can't wait to read uh read it again. So that's four four yeses. Yeah. Yes. All yep. right. Well, good shit. Announcer guy, say a few things. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Thanks again, announcer guy. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, issue 72 of the Paper Cuts podcast. Thank you again so much for listening. If you have a minute after you listen to the podcast, why don't you head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, uh, wherever else you might get this podcast. Where else are we, Dean? Is it just those two places? The website. The website? Yeah, it's, it, besides the website. Yeah, that, that's it. So website, Stitcher, iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a rating. 
preferably a good one. It's the best way to get eyes and ears on the show, and it is absolutely free of charge. If you want to send us uh, a message, tell us how, tell the other three how wrong they were about Snowfall, you can send us uh, uh, an email at mail at geekade.com. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter or Instagram, you can follow us individually. You can follow me on those two platforms. I am at geekadedan. Uh, you can follow Evan on Twitter at geekade underscore Evan. And you can follow Matt on, at geekade Matt. And you can follow Dean at kimono underscore Vestlord. <laughs> Join us next week when we have a whole new slate of books to talk about. Hopefully, uh, hopefully something as fun as Power Man and Iron Fist. Until that time, for Dean DeFalco, for Evan Goldstein, for Matt Much, and for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. It's almost as if you don't like me editing this thing. <laughs> Wish you would edit it. I, I don't fuck know you, I do. I don't know if you do. I don't listen. When, 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 alcohol? That, no, alcohol <laughs> and, and robotism. That shit. Robo tripping? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's called robo tripper. <laughs> Don't that, advise it though. <laughs> that's not what I, I thought. Isn't there like a drink that? Oh, uh, scissor. Scissor. That's it. <laughs> what a fucking terrible. I'll fucking do all I can to do it. Chris asked if we can make a plug so we can put it in all the other podcasts we're doing. So we're already a plug. Yeah, yeah. I could... <laughs> that we are, Matt. Thank you. I don't know what that meant. The logo, the logo. is a plug. Oh, got it! Sorry. Cough medicine. <laughs> Woo! And Could you not please make the logo change literally a foot sticking in a door? Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Why not? I say just read that text exactly and spell out the entire web address. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not Watch question mark V equals Y O A five A X I underscore nine W E. So yeah, gloriously off the rails. Hey guys, hey, what's up? So uh, what are you guys doing February twenty seventh? I'll be hunting for mushrooms. Okay, let's try this again. All right, let's go, Matt Evan Dean. Okay, okay, all right. I forgot to let the announcer guy say a few things. So, announcer guy, why don't you cut in? We'll cut this back in. It'll be professional. I know you guys will edit this, so it won't sound like I'm fucking making shit up. Announcer guy, say a few things. It's going to sound terrible. It's going to sound so fucking helter-skelter. That's what I like about it. I talk we'll do shit it live. On, we'll do it live. I talk shit on Stone Age Gamer, and then I come over here and I fuck it up. Would, you at, least say, would you at least thank announcer guy? Because we're back now. Thanks again, announcer guy. 